More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's Reality starting May 8th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. I want to take you back to right before the presidential election. There was a guy by the name of Tony Bobulinski who was a business associate, literally a business partner of Hunter Biden. This is the guy who came forward and was a whistleblower telling the world that the laptop was real and that he was involved in the Biden crime family. He had all of the information on Hunter Biden as well as James Biden, and he had meetings with the President of the United States of America and the Vice President back then, Joe Biden. He told his story two years ago to Fox News Channel, uh, Tucker Carlson. They were the only ones that wanted to talk to him. ABC, NBC, CBS, all of them decided that when he had that famous press conference weeks before the election, that they were just not going to cover that press conference. Now, this was what you refer to as an October or November surprise, right? Massive story comes out, whistleblower comes out, and a whistleblower that knows all the inner workings of the Biden crime family. How did he have all the information? Because he was literally the business partner with Hunter Biden. It was easy to verify all of this, but the media buried it the same way they buried the Hunter Biden laptop story. Right. At all costs, they had to make sure that nobody saw any of this information. They had to make sure that no one knew what actually happened because they had to make sure that Joe Biden became the president of the United States of America. We also had the silencing of the story by big tech, something that may be fixed in part, as it looks like Elon Musk is now going to go through with the purchase of Twitter. And that can mean that free speech is welcome back on the platform and also that Donald Trump and other conservatives that have been banned will come back to the platform. 
Now, Tony Bobulinski came forward. Some people thought he did it for two reasons. One, to protect his own life, and two, because he felt like it was his duty and obligation to set the record straight about what he did and didn't do as a business partner associate with Hunter Biden. He knew that they were corrupt after a while, and that's when they went their separate ways. His story was no doubt a bombshell. Well, he has now sat down for a second interview with Tucker Carlson. An important interview, especially ahead of the midterm elections, especially with Republicans who are really starting to talk more and more about the investigation of Hunter Biden being compromised as a national security risk. I'm also going to talk with Senator Ted Cruz coming up. Before I get to all of this, I want to remind you about our friends, though, at Patriot Mobile. If you're a conservative like me, and you are sick and tired of giving your money to woke liberal companies like Big Tech and Big Mobile, then you need to know about Patriot Mobile. They are the only conservative Christian cell phone company in the U.S. Now, you get the same coverage you have literally right now on your phone. They use the same cell phone towers. But every time you make a call, you're making a difference. Because they take a portion of your bill every month at no cost to you. And they actually give it back to organizations that fight for what we believe in. And when I say what we believe in, I'm talking about they fight for the sanctity of life. They help with groups that do, do adoptions. They fight for our First and Second Amendment rights with different groups as well as candidates. They are fighting for freedom of speech. And this is what they do every day at Patriot Mobile. Plus, you save money. They have affordable plans for you, your family, and even your business. Now, if you are sick and tired of giving your money to woke companies that are giving their money to places like Planned Parenthood, make the switch to Patriot Mobile. You'll get free activation with the offer code FERGUSON, and you're going to save money probably on what you're paying right now. Some of you are saving big bucks as you're sending me messages online. So go to PatriotMobile.com slash Ferguson. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Ferguson. Or you can call them 972-PATRIOT. That's 972-PATRIOT. Now, I want to play for you this interview. Tony Bobolinsky decided to do a second sit-down interview about what's happened over the last two years since he came forward with his story. And then we will also talk, as I mentioned, with Senator Ted Cruz. But first, listen to this conversation. It's one that is so frustrating for me because this is a man that came forward. This is a man that gave us a bombshell story that was verifiable. This is a man who risked it all by going public. And what did the media do? They immediately ran away from him as fast as they could because they knew the story was too damning to the president of the United States of America, Joe Biden. James Biden and Hunter Biden and their future. He was giving information that clearly would show that he is compromised. The president is compromised by China and the Chinese Communist Party and that Hunter Biden and James Biden are compromised by many other corrupt, shady business leaders, including the Russians. But no one wanted to hear the story, not in the mainstream media. Take a listen to this with Tucker. Tony Bobulinski. Thank you for coming. It's been two years since we've sat across from each other. Didn't expect to have a second interview with you. Um, I'm grateful that uh, we're able to. Um, thank you. So when we spoke before, you described what you believed were Hunter Biden and the Biden family's 
effectively um, offenses against the United States, the ways that their business practices had undermined U.S. national security. But there was also an offense against you, it, what seemed like, seemed like fraud. Um, and now two years later, we have, I think, a pretty hard example of what that looked like. So if you wouldn't mind explaining to us, this is, I think, going back to the spring and summer of 2017, Sinohawk Holdings. Okay. What was that? So Sinohawk Holdings was a Delaware LLC, uh, which was effectively a partnership between uh, the Biden family, myself, Rob Walker and James Gillier, and a Chinese large company called CEFC, which would, turned out to be, effectively be the capitalistic arm of you know, President Xi's One Belt, One Road. Yes. And so Sinohawk Holdings was the entity that um, Chairman Yi, who was the chairman of CFC, uh, and uh, an entity called Hudson West 4 owned 50% of Sinohawk Holdings, and an entity that represented the Biden family, myself, James Gillian, Rob Walker, called Oneida Holdings, owned the other 50% of that entity. So um, at the beginning of this deal, the Chinese were supposed to send Sinohawk money. How much? Yeah, so actually, I, I'm glad you asked the question because a lot of discussion has been about the $10 million the Chinese were supposed to fund into Sinohawk Holdings. $5 million of that was representing their 50%, and the $5 million, uh, they would call it a loan to the Biden family, but effectively it was a loan to Oneida Holdings to represent the original operating capital. And that was just operating capital. Um, that Sinohawk Holdings was set up to effectively deploy billions of dollars that CFC was claiming, and rightfully believable because they were doing it around the world, to invest via Sinohawk in infrastructure projects, um, technology companies, uh, investment banks, financial institutions, both here in the U.S. and around the world. So this is the limited liability company agreement of Sinohawk Holdings. Um, and it says here May 2017. What is this? So that's actually uh, a very intense legal document that's yes. drafted and, and details how Sinohawk Holdings will operate, uh, who are the partners involved in the entity. But it basically dictates how the business, you know, who sits on the board of it, who will run it day to day. I was the CEO of Sinohawk Holdings and I was vested with certain rights and authorities and stuff like that and how you would distribute profits to the partners and stuff. So a very detailed document and uh, fully executed. Um, it's important because, you know, when I came out in October 2020, a lot of people argued, well, you know, that deal never happened. That deal 100 percent happened. That Sinohawk uh, document that you're holding was fully executed both by Jim Biden, Hunter Biden, myself, James Gilly, Rob Walker, and then on the Chinese side, uh, Hudson West 4 executed the document. So it was a fully operating business. So here's a very... By, by the way, let, let's just jump in there for a moment and, and understand this. He just said that this was a fully operational deal between the Chinese Communist Party, the Chinese Communist government, for the Chinese to come in and to buy up our natural resources, right? That's, that's what he just said. That's what just happened. That's what was just described. And he says it was a fully operational deal, and the people involved were Joe Biden, or I should say technically Joe Biden's brother, Hunter Biden, and then the big guy, because they had to hold the big guys part of the pie, part of the puzzle.
right? His part of the company was had to be held by the son or the brother. That's how you do these deals. Because without Hunter Biden going and without James Biden going and getting the deals, right? They, they, I mean, they're the ones that are basically the bag men. You don't get any of these deals without the position of power that the vice president was in at the time. You don't get these deals unless Joe Biden exists. Hunter Biden doesn't get any of these meetings. James Biden does not get any of these meetings if they don't have the kingpin. Who is the kingpin? It's pretty obvious. The kingpin is the, at the time, the vice president of the United States of America, Joe Biden. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go, like, how do I detach from my from this idea of, what do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get ready for Smart Money Happy Hour. Pull up a chair. It's the happy hour you wish your friends were having. Mix two money experts with some hot takes and a splash of nostalgia, and you get me, George Campbell. And me, Rachel Cruz, talking unfiltered about what's going on in the world, pop culture, and how to afford a life you love. We're talking money, celebrity budgets, and my budget for my two French Bulldogs. It's a lot. <laughs> You'll hear it all on Smart Money Happy Hour. Listen on the iHeart app or wherever you get your podcasts. We also have to look at the other breaking news. And, and we talked about this in our, in our show and podcast yesterday. 
there's this secretary that now many people believe is a was a spy for China that was working for Hunter Biden. We have been there are reports that they had a personal relationship as well. This is no different. We're being told than what happened with Congressman Eric Swearin and his girlfriend from China, who was literally a Chinese communist spy. It's clear that the Chinese knew how to get to Hunter Biden, and that was through prostitutes and drugs. And they knew it was going to be easy to get a spy in his office around him, and all they had to do to get the spy in there was to make her an attractive Chinese woman. And that's what they did. They had their tentacles in Hunter Biden, James Biden, and Joe Biden from the very beginning. You cannot deny that. You connect these dots with the Chinese money that's been, or or the oil that we just sent to China to a company that they had a vested interest in. And let's go back to when the strategic oil reserves were released. And this is another aspect of the story. They're not even hiding it. In fact, it's almost like they know that the days of the presidency of this, of of the President Biden, are numbered. They're acting now with with just total reckless regard for for uh, they don't care. Right. Like they literally do not seem to care at all what they're doing as long as they're making cash. The example of this is the fact that we had an oil tanker with our oil reserves that we released to lower the price of oil and gas for the American people that went directly to China and went directly to the company that they, the Bidens, had a vested financial interest in it. How do you do that and get away with it? I'm not sure they care if they got away with it or not. I think, in essence, they say, we've already gotten away with it. You can't stop us, right? We've never been busted for any of this before, even when it's been brought out to the public. So we know our days are numbers. We're going to whore out the United States of America to the highest bidder, and there's some people that have blackmail on us, and we got to keep this charade going as long as we can. So when China calls and says, we want to tanker of your oil reserves, apparently you just send it, especially if you're getting a kickback on the backside of it, which is exactly what Hunter Biden, James Biden, and the big guy were getting. Now, let's go back to this other part with Tony Bobulinski. Listen carefully to the next question from Tucker. Very strange document, and I hope you can explain it. This is a limited liability company agreement of BYZ Holdings, LLC. And this is from August, August 2nd of 2017, three months later. The reason this is strange is this document is identical down to the serial numbers on the bottom of the page to this document, the Sinohawk Holdings Agreement, except it's got a different company name. Yeah. What is this? So, um, interesting. So, that document is exactly the same document as Sinohawk Holdings LLC. Uh, and it appears that Hunter Biden, Jim Biden, and the Biden family literally copied the same document down to typos, as you said, the serial number, and they removed Oneida Holdings which was the Delaware LLC that represented Jim Biden, Hunter Biden, myself, Rob Walker, and James Gillier. And uh, Hunter and his lawyer, George Mazeers, replaced it with Owasco, which was Hunter Biden's um, uh, law firm or uh, business that he operated. So he effectively swapped out uh, an entity that he owned 20% of to a business that he owned 100% of, um, which is fraud. So why would he do that? Um, 
a lot of detail. We don't, you know, have too I, much I understand, time. But, but basically, at a, at a high level in July 2017, the Chinese CFC had not funded the $10 million. I was extremely frustrated. The Bidens um, claimed or presented to be frustrated. I got calls from Jim Biden. He was ready to call the Chinese directly and, and say the Biden family's pulling out of a deal. All well documented in text messages, WhatsApp and emails. And um, I didn't know this at the time, but apparently around that same time, Hunter Biden um, and the, his lawyers basically removed Oneida, um, put Owasco, his law firm in that, and replaced that in that document, getting prepared to basically divert that money into uh, BYZ Holdings. Now, now basically, they're, they're stealing from their own business partners, the Bidens at this point. That's what he's describing. This is a Ponzi scheme, right? You act like you're outraged that the Chinese aren't doing it and you're cutting out the people you did business with early on. And the reason why you're cutting them out is because I guess you can just get away with it, right? You just, you can pull this off. You screw people. If that's what you do for a living, then you never stop doing it, right? That you just, you cut people out, you change names, you throw things in other people's names, especially once you realize that this is going to be a lucrative deal for you and the big guy. Now, throughout all of the stuff that we're talking about right now, there's one theme that never disappears. It's the money for the president, then the vice president of the United States of America. This is selling out America's interest to the highest bidder. That is what Bob Alinsky is saying. He has all the documentation. We have all the legal documents to back this up. We have all the emails and all the text messages to back this up. There is nothing in here that he is saying that is like, oh, we have two sources, unnamed sources. This is all named. It's all there. It's all on Hunter Biden's laptop. And why is the media, or better yet, why is our Department of Justice not investigating the Biden crime family? Now, you and I obviously know the answer to that, right? Because the Biden crime family has their people over at the Justice Department that are never going to look into this as long as they have the power. They knew this before. Hell, the FBI, and this goes back to that other story about Timothy Tebow, the disgraced FBI agent, who knew all of this information, had the laptop, had everything on it, and purposely decided to get it classified as disinformation, even though they knew it was not disinformation, they knew it was very real. And what did they decide? They decided that they would shut it down so that no one could investigate it or ever look at the data they had from the Hunter Biden laptop. This is how corrupt the FBI, the deep state, and the Democratic Communist Party in America are. This is how corrupt the state-sponsored media, big tech media, how corrupt they actually are. All right, but first, let me tell you real quick about my good friends over at Legacy Precious Metals. You've seen what's going on in the economy and the uh, stock market and inflation. It's just ridiculous now what's going on. So the question is, are you diversified? Are you prepared to weather this storm? Well, do you have any investments in gold and silver, precious metals? Did you know that gold and silver is actually used as a hedge against inflation? It is to, to diversify you so that when there are terrible days and now weeks and months on Wall Street, that your assets are diversified so that they are not affected in such a negative way. If you are not investing in gold and silver, now is the time to look at legacy precious metals. 
call them and they will send you a free investor's guide so that you can see what you can do with your retirement, your 401k, your IRA with gold and silver. They're the company that I use and I trust. 1-866-751-2218. or online at LegacyPMInvestments.com. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose Podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go, like, how do I detach from my this idea of, what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know... Okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get ready for Smart Money Happy Hour. Pull up a chair. It's the happy hour you wish your friends were having. Mix two money experts with some hot takes and a splash of nostalgia, and you get me, George Camel. And me, Rachel Cruz, talking unfiltered about what's going on in the world, pop culture, and how to afford a life you love. We're talking money, celebrity budgets, and my budget for my two French Bulldogs. It's a lot. <laughs> You'll hear it all on Smart Money Happy Hour. Listen on the iHeart app or wherever you get your podcasts. I want you to listen to Tony describe this. All right, Tony is sitting there going, all right, so I'm doing business with this guy. I'm doing business with the Biden family. Now, all of a sudden, the deal looks like it's coming off the rails with the Chinese. And uh, on top of that, we find out that actually the deal isn't going off the rails. The Bidens are just going to def- defer the money to another account so they can get more uh, of the overall payday for literally the big guy. And the big guy, again... Who is that? 
You know who it is. The president of the United States of America, Joe Biden. So they were shafting you without your knowledge, it sounds like. Yeah, it's called fraud. Yeah. And this is, I mean, I, I don't see any other explanation for this. Do you? Uh, I'm sure you can reach out to the Biden family and get yeah, comment not, from them. They're not but, returning uh, our calls right now. Um, okay, so this is, just this alone seems to me enough to spur a criminal investigation by the FBI into what apparently is fraud. The FBI had the contents of the laptop. They've had it for years now. Um, has there been an FBI investigation into this? And what's the what's the outcome of it? Do you know, I'm not aware of them focusing on those specific facts. Everything that I've been privy or um, briefed on is they're focusing on more legacy tax stuff, Ferris stuff. Um, they should be looking into that. But Hunter but, Biden uh, has not been indicted for this. Uh, I'm not aware of that. I love how Tony Bobulinski is being right, very candid, honest here. Right, the, the the Biden family, Biden crime family, committed a fraud against their business associate. There's paperwork to show that's true. You can see this fraud and corruption of the Biden crime family, James Biden and and, and Joe, Joe Biden uh, and Hunter Biden. It's all there. The FBI has this information, and this is just a fraud, a simple fraud investigation. You have the new LLC. You have the new law firm. You can see that they realize this is going to be very lucrative. They don't want their business associate, Tony Bobulinski, to get a piece of the pie. So they're acting like the deal has gone rogue or right off the rails. And while they're acting like it's gone off the rails, they're actually moving forward with the deal. They're just doing it other, under another entity. Now, no one should be surprised by the Bidens doing this because this was never a legitimate business deal to begin with. This was a shady business deal, and the Chinese don't care who they're doing the business with as long as they have access to the president of the United States of America than the vice president. That's all they care about. Do they care which entity it is? They care if uh, Bob Alinsky is getting screwed? No. They, they don't care. And the reason why they don't care is for exactly what I just stated. They just need the access. They need access to make shady things happen in Louisiana and in other places where they're trying to get their tentacles into our infrastructure, our natural resources, our infrastructure of oil and gas. And the only person that can pull that off is not Tony Bobolinsky, right? It's Hunter Biden and James Biden through the vice president, and now the president. Why do you think they got an oil tanker that went straight to that company when we released our strategic oil reserves? Because they knew that they have them, right? Because once you get your tentacles in to somebody, the way that they have them into the Bidens, the Bidens can't say no to you because they know what that means. China then decides to start leaking information, start giving information to different people in the media. It's called, you, you, you own them, right? The Bidens are your, your, your B at that point, right? You own that family. You dictate to them because the moment they don't do what you demand that they do, then you expose them. It's called blackmail, except this is blackmailing the entire presidency of the Biden family. 
you're blackmailing the son, the brother, and the big guy because you've got the emails too and the transactions that show that the big guy has a piece of this pie with the Chinese Communist government. And that's exactly what Tony Bobulinski is saying here. Listen. Um, he ultimately, if you actually want to get into more detail, they ultimately um, evolved from using BYZ Holdings to then just going directly into an entity called Hudson West 3. And that's where he received the, um, I think, over $5 million across 2017 and 2018, of which he took a portion and paid on a monthly basis uh, to his uncle Jim Biden. And I think Jim's wife, Sarah, was involved. So. How much did Hunter expect to make from his business dealings with the Chinese? Yeah, so not only Hunter, I, uh, I wasn't interested. They, you know, they had to work on me for years to sort of, you know, call it come off the bench and get involved here. In the spring of 2017, I expected CFC was going to deploy billions of dollars through Sinohawk. Um, and I was focused on taking those billions of dollars and making a return on it. Um, and I expected to make hundreds of millions of dollars. I think the Bidens probably thought they were going to make billions of dollars. How much do you think Hunter in the end got from this from diverting this money do you think he received the money so he definitely received the money i mean the 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 bank statements have been made public you know he received over five million dollars and then i think an incremental one million dollars uh in a legal consulting fee to represent um patrick ho uh, which is a story in itself so this seems very cut and dried black and white black and white he's right that's what it is He also said during this interview that aired on Tucker Carlson tonight that he stated that if Facebook, if Twitter or anyone else would have reached out to him to verify the authenticity of the email sent to him in the New York Post Hunter Biden laptop story, he would have produced the email with the metadata within minutes. But no one called him to verify if the story was, in fact, real or true. He could have done it with the metadata. Bobulinski said that when the New York Post ran their article, an individual named Andy Stone stepped in and throttled down the fact pattern. He said, the interesting thing with that, Tucker, is Andy Stone never reached out to me. He never called my lawyers. My email address was there. I'm easy to get a hold of. Facebook, he said, never reached out to him either and said, hey, Tony, we see this email that the New York Post just published to you. Is it real? Can you produce the email to us within five minutes? He says, if Twitter, Facebook, or anybody else had reached out, I would have produced the email with, with everyone wants to talk about the metadata. He said, oh, the emails that are being produced don't have any metadata. He said, fine, I would have given them the metadata that pages long on that email that the New York Post published so they would have known it was real. But if you call and ask if it's real, if you call and ask for the metadata, then you have to admit that the laptop was real. So, of course, no one called him. No one. Because they already knew it was real. Hell, the FBI knew it was real. The FBI had the laptop for a year before any of this even happened. And we now know that Tim Tebow, Timothy Tebow, who was the point of contact for Tony Bobulinski, knew that it was real and then had to cover it up and had to make sure that it was never, ever, ever saw the light of day. And that is exactly what he did. He shut down the investigation, even classified it as misinformation or disinformation to make 
sure that no one ever saw it. Not a bad gig, right? You're in the FBI and you want to make sure Hunter Biden isn't the president because Hunter Biden's exposing and getting rid of the deep state. And so you just go in the other direction. You go in the other direction. You're like, yep, I got this. Thank you for this laptop. Thank you for all your information. Thank you for everything you're giving us, Tony Bobulinski. We'll be in touch. And you never call him back ever again. That's how you win. And, or maybe let me rephrase that. That's how you rig an election. The FBI, if they just would have done their job, they knew the outcome. They knew that Joe Biden would never have become president if they would have said, yes, it's authentic. Yes, it's real. The media also, the reason why they didn't call Tony Bobulinski is because they knew it was real and they didn't want to have to report on it. The reason why Facebook and Twitter didn't call to verify if it was real, the emails, is because they also knew that if they did call, that they would have to verify that all of this was real and that meant it was over. The election was over at that point and they all knew it. So every one of them purposely decided not to do their job because they're nothing but communists. They're communists who have decided that they are going to pledge allegiance to a corrupt and shady deep state and to the Biden crime family. The same way that they pledged allegiance to Hillary Clinton and her corruption and the Clinton crime family and the Clinton Foundation and the cover-up of Benghazi and the cover-up of her email server in her basement and the cover-up of the classified information that she had and the, and the destroying of Blackberries at, the, at her behest to her staff that no one ever investigated. So now you know why Tony Bobulinski decided to do this interview. Now, as I promised earlier, I was going to play for you my conversation that I had with U.S. Senator Ted Cruz. And this is really important because he's on a bus tour right now. And we are talking about what the midterms look like, because if we're going to get anywhere with any of the stuff I just told you about, we have to win back the House and the Senate. Here's my conversation that I had with U.S. Senator Ted Cruz of Texas. I got to ask you, and please try not to laugh, but this is a real quote. Nancy Pelosi said on late night television last night that, quote, the Democrats will keep the House after the November midterm. She says she has no doubt that's going to happen. The audience went nuts when she said it. And and I want a real analysis from you. You're out there. What is the mood of the people that you're visiting with? I know the border is obviously an important issue. I know fentanyl is an important issue. I know that crime is an important issue. Uh, and you even tweeted out earlier, and, and I, and I want to get your take on this as well. The, the, the American Medical Association is now asking big tech and the Department of Justice to censor, deplatform, investigate, and prosecute journalists who question the orthodoxy of radical gender surgeries for minors, arguing that public criticism is, quote, disinformation. And you put out a moment ago, if you're a doctor, if you're a member of the American Medical Association, all caps, resign now and demand your dues be refunded. I couldn't agree with you more. But are the American people, I mean, Pelosi, is she she right that they're going to keep some seats? Are you seeing something totally different out there? Well, you know, often the late night uh, comedy shows, they they filmed them in the afternoon. And and given that Pelosi was on it, uh, I I assume that day she started drinking early uh, because that's about (laughs) the only explanation for what she had to say. 
Um, I, I, I mean, it, it, it is delusional. It ain't going to happen. Republicans are going to retake the House, and, and I think we're going to retake the House with somewhere between 30 and 50 seats. I think it's going to be a big red wave. I think it is going to be on the order of magnitude of 2010 or 2014. Uh, every one of these rallies we're doing that we've done, we're doing them with congressional candidates and Senate candidates, and we're seeing packed crowds. We're seeing standing room only, and there is energy and enthusiasm because the disastrous agenda we're seeing from Biden and Harris and Pelosi and Schumer, people are fed up and they want to change. And, and look, you, you look at the AMA's letter. I mean, it is an absolute abuse, and it's very much the same sort of thing the National Association of School Boards did when they asked uh, the Department of Justice, go after parents, treat them as domestic terrorists, use the Patriot Act. And, and Merrick Garland saluted and said, sir, yes, sir, and directed the FBI to, to, to go target moms and dads. This is now the AMA is trying to get, get, get the Biden DOJ to do the same thing. It's a complete abuse of power, and, and, and it is disgraceful. You, you just saw what happened at Vanderbilt, and this obviously, I think, is, yeah. is part of their response, where they were they were using chemical castration and doing horrific things to children at Vanderbilt Medical. Uh, they even had these uh, basically watchdogs that were watching people at Vanderbilt if they spoke out against what they were doing to children, telling them that you don't belong at Vanderbilt. It's going to be problematic if you uh, claim that you have a religious, basically, objection or a more Moral objection to doing these things, saying you're, it's going to cost you your career. And then you fast forward a week later and the American Medical Association saying, hey, DOJ, not only do we want you to investigate, but we want to actually we want you to actually prosecute those who call out gender surgeries online. What would they be prosecuted for? I mean, you're you're a, you're a guy that's an attorney. How would they weaponize and what would they charge you with if you and I have this conversation right now and they say, yeah, this applies. You guys are going to be charged. What would it be? I, I have no idea. You could you could try to sue someone civilly for defamation if it was false. But the problem is it's not false. They're doing it. They advertise it on their own damn websites. And, and look, for a long time. Human rights advocates have rightly decried genital mutilation as a human rights abuse. You, you see uh, radical Islamists who, who engage in genital mutilation of children, and, and it is universally recognized as abhorrent uh, and, and incredibly abusive. Well, now we have so-called hospitals that are in the same business. I mean, look, a child lacks the maturity, lacks the ability to make a decision to cut it off. I mean, that, that's irreversible. There ain't nothing you go back from when that happens. And, and you've got these hospitals that are in that business, little girls, little boys, that they're sterilizing. That child, when they're done with that operation, that child is never having their own child. And, and that is child abuse. It is horrific. And, and, you know, I was talking with a friend of mine earlier today, and he, he, he was laughing, saying, you know, a few years back, he pointed to things like this as the slippery slope. Well, we are down that slope and it is happening today.
It's truly unbelievable just how sick. And now we're finding out that Planned Parenthood uh, wants to set up little trailers on the border of states that do not allow uh, for uh, abortions on demand. And, and, and I have to you, you look at this election, this midterm. If you've ever needed a reason to go vote, Senator, this is the reason why you show up and vote in the midterms when you have, uh, you know, these psychos. And that's the only word I know to use, and that's me putting it mildly, yeah. that are advocating for, for child mutilation, right? Uh, the way that you just described it. And then you look at Planned Parenthood. They're out there raising money saying, help us set up trailers. Help us put trailers out there on these borders so that you can come right across the state line and we'll kill a baby. And they're fundraising off of it to support other liberal Democratic candidates in the midterms. Look, it, it, it is horrific. And the left has gotten so extreme on every issue. They, they, they've gone to the radicals. They, they've gone to, to, to the nutcases. Uh, on the border, it's open borders. Uh, on, on sex and gender, it, it, it's now radically embracing sterilizing children. Um, on abortion, they support unlimited abortion up till the moment of birth, and in some instances, after birth. I mean, that is, it wasn't that long ago that Bill Clinton in the State of the Union said he wanted abortion to be safe, legal, and rare. That's no longer the Democrat Party position. They don't want it to be rare. They want it to be celebrated as, as a wonderful thing. You look at Gavin Newsom, who, who is now, I guess, the leading advocate of taking the lives of unborn children in the country and is, it is proselytizing uh, in, in other states. It, it is twisted. And, and I think the reaction to that is going to be the pendulum's going to swing the other direction. I think, I think the American people, they're very unhappy about out-of-control inflation. They're very unhappy uh, about crime rates that are skyrocketing. They're very unhappy about the chaos at the southern border. Everything these guys touch turns to garbage. Yeah, no doubt about it. Senator, you guys are on this bus tour, and if you if you want to see the senator uh, and many local leaders as he's going to be on this tour, check it out, Truth and Courage Pack bus tour. You can find it. Uh, look on social media accounts of, of the senator, and you can find it there. You guys are going to be in Vegas, but you mentioned you are in the Rio Grande Valley, uh, and this is, I think, a core issue that is now nationwide. Um, there are two aspects of this. One, we have an open border, and it's not just the number of illegals coming across. The most that we've ever seen in history are coming across now under this president's guidance. But the, the amount of fentanyl that is coming across the border that is killing yeah. uh, more people, 35 and under, than anything else. It, it, and it, I was talking to a doctor earlier today. He said that he's, he told me, he said, Ben, we're running out of Narcan in many of the ambulances because they're using it so quickly and we're having a hard time getting it because they're having to use it so often. You look at this and there's a two-part thing. One, this president is allowing for the number one killer of young people to be fentanyl, but we're also allowing for China to send this yep. into the cartels in Mexico across the border, and we're not doing a damn thing to stop it. And, and, and I'm, I'm assuming that people are talking to you about this on the road. Yes, look, people are furious, and, and I'll tell you, the Rio Grande Valley, a prediction that I made a year ago, and I'm even more emphatic about it today, this election, this November, South Texas is turning red. And, and that is a generational shift. If you look at, you remember we had a special election in South Texas a couple of months ago, 
a district that, that starts just south of Corpus Christi, goes all the way down to Brownsville, the southern tip of Texas, right on the Mexican border. That is a district that has not elected a Republican since 1871, a long time. And it is the most Hispanic district in the entire country. The special election, a Republican won, Myra Flores, an Hispanic woman. I was down there campaigning with Myra a couple of days ago. Myra, I believe, is going to win re-election. The district next to her, Monica De La Cruz, a Republican, I think is going to get elected. The district next to her, Cassie Garcia, a Republican, is going to get elected. And we're going to have three Republicans, all representing districts that, that for over 100 years, all three of those districts have been Democrat. All three, I believe, are turning red, and they're all going to be represented by Latinas who are passionate about securing the border. Two of the three, Myra and Cassie, are married to Border Patrol agents. They see the human misery. They see the suffering. They see the deaths and the fentanyl. Over 100,000 people died of overdoses last year. And, and Joe Biden not only is not doing anything to stop it, he's actively facilitating it because the open border policies that, that he has put in place are why the, the, the drugs are flooding across the border. Lastly, I want to ask you about these new details, and do you think we will ever get anywhere with an investigation? Anthony Fauci, and this broke earlier today, his net worth apparently has increased over 70% to $12.7 million since the COVID pandemic. This on top of new information that shows that Fauci supplemented his governmental income with nearly a million dollars. And this is the quote in prizes, prizes, Senator, from nonprofit organizations such as the Dan David Foundation, which awarded him. And this is a quote, one hundred and nine thousand four hundred dollars for, quote, speaking truth to power and, quote, defending science during the Trump administration, how is he able to keep that nine hundred and one thousand four hundred dollars of and they're calling it prize money while he's supposed to be a public servant? It, it is ridiculous. It is an abuse of power. Dr. Fauci is the single most destructive and damaging bureaucrat in the history of our nation. No one is responsible for more damage. No one is responsible for more jobs being destroyed. No one is responsible for hurting more children. Fauci happily uh, acted as a henchman for the teachers union bosses, advocated school shutdowns. Tens of millions of kids were hurt by those school shutdowns. And, and, and Fauci also, I believe, very likely has, has committed felonies of lying to Congress under oath. I have called on the Department of Justice to investigate and prosecute him. And given how corrupt this DOJ is, I've called on the attorney general to appoint a special counsel because we cannot trust this attorney general to do anything more than, I don't know, maybe write a, write a check for one of these prize monies. I, I, you ask, can we do anything about it? I'll tell you one thing we're going to do about it. When we have Republican majorities in the House and the Senate next year, you're going to see hearings, you're going to see investigations, you're going to see subpoena power, and we need to hold them to account. And, and, and it's the reason I'm on the road virtually every day between now and Election Day because I want to do everything humanly possible to turn people out. And, and let me encourage your listeners. Number one, if you're in any of the states we're coming to, come to the rallies and you can get the entire schedule 
uh, and an interactive map of where we'll be on the website tcbustour.com. And so you can go and, and, and find out where we'll be. And, and I'll say, secondly, if you want to support financially the efforts to turn people out, you can go to my website, tedcruz.org, tedcruz.org, because we are, are, are doing everything humanly possible to win, to turn people out, because our country's hanging in the balance. It's so important. I'll be joining you out in Las Vegas on Thursday. You'll be heading to Utah with Mike Lee after that on Friday, Kansas City uh, as well after that, and then moving straight across the country, uh, Iowa, and, and is going and then, I mean, the list goes on and on. One more time, where is it, that the website again, for people that want to find out where you're going to be heading, Senator? It is tcbustour.com, tcbustour.com. Dot com and you can get free tickets to any of the rallies and anywhere that we're going. Senator, I appreciate you coming on. Uh, and as I always ask you guys, please share this with your family and friends. Hit that forward button, share it on every social media platform you're on. Also, please write us a five-star review, and I'll see you back here tomorrow. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's Reality starting May 8th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening.